you all a happy 2021. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, you know, and as we turn the page from 2020, I don't know if you, if you look at the internet at all, but like there's some really funny things that are out there about 2020. And, and uh, a few caught my eye this past week. Um, one that says this, in 2019, we stayed away from negative people. In 2020, we stayed away from positive people, right? So we, we all know what that's like. Um, another comment here was, every few days, try your jeans on just to make sure they fit because pajamas will have you believe that all's well in the kingdom. And we know that there's a, like, there's a freshman 15, there's been a COVID 15, right? And, and add on to it a Christmas 10 or something, I don't know. Um, this one might be a good goal for, for 2021. It says, I need to practice social distancing from the refrigerator, right? <laughs> um, and lastly, I thought this was particularly funny. The world is turned upside down. Old folks are sneaking out of the house and their kids are telling them to stay indoors. <laughs> so again, happy new year to all. I pray your 2021 is blessed. But this morning, I, I want to talk about something, and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever watched YouTube to learn something, right? I don't, I don't know if you've discovered YouTube or if you go on YouTube at all, but, but there's something amazing when you go on YouTube. Like, you can find information about all different types of stuff, right? And, and I'm pretty curious by nature. I, I like to explore and learn, and, and I found YouTube is particularly helpful to do car maintenance, right? Because it'll... It'll show you not only what you're doing, but tell you, you know, how to do it. And, and I've done things I never thought were possible, right? So um, just as a, as a word here, um, this past weekend, I was uh, changing my, my oil, my air filter, my cabin filter. And um, I happened to have ordered the wrong air filter, right? I've got a 2015 Honda Accord Hybrid, and I received a, a 2015 Honda Accord air filter, and it's not the same I thought it would be. So I went on Amazon and said, okay, I want to return it, and they refunded my money, but they don't want my air filter back. So don't say coming to church doesn't pay off. If you've got a 2014 to 2016 Honda Accord, I would love to give you an air filter. Otherwise, I'm just going to throw it out. If you're online, email me, greg at shallowcommunity.church, but the first one that comes and asks for an air filter, you've got an air filter here. So, um, so that's the benefit sometimes of watching YouTube. But, you know, it, it goes beyond that. You want to learn how to make the best scrambled eggs? Gordon Ramsay will tell you how to make scrambled eggs on YouTube, right? You want to learn how to fold a napkin in the shape of a Christmas tree? I know I'm a little late with this tip, but, like, you can go on YouTube, and it tells you how to fold napkins to make a, a pretty table set, right? But what if Jesus were on YouTube? Would you watch his video? If, if, if Jesus put up a video and he said, how to be successful in life, would you, would you subscribe to his channel? Would you go watch that video? Suppose Jesus had a video that says how to find love or how to resolve conflict or how to find your purpose. Well, I want to see what Jesus says about finding your purpose. Like, that would be a video maybe you would watch, right? I, I know I would watch that. And, and I want to start this morning by, by looking at a prayer that Paul prays for the Ephesians church. It's found in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And it says this, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Isn't that what we all need this morning? The spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Let's pray. Father God, I, I thank you for your word. Lord, I, I thank you that it's living, it's active. And, and Holy Spirit, I ask you now to take your word and apply it to each of our hearts. 
God, would you show us what you have in our word for us today, Lord, that we, we would not leave here the same way we walked in, but your word would, would change us. Your Holy Spirit would change us. We ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, you know, as I, as I look at this verse, it actually describes a journey for all of us. And I, and I want to just talk to that journey um, because Paul is describing this for the Ephesians church, but we can apply it to, to all of our lives. It says here in the italics, so that you may know him better. And our journey really starts with knowing God, right? And, and you know, maybe you're like me. You, you might have grown up going to church. That's not what knowing God is. That's more knowing about God, right? Knowing God is a personal thing. There's, there's a time in all of our lives where we need to come to this decision point. Am I going to trust Jesus with my life? Am I going to give him my life and that, that I would live for him instead of live for myself, that's what it means when you get saved or, or you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That's a, an initiation point of, of really knowing God in a personal way, not just knowing about God. And then it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So what happens when, when you're enlightened and something's lifted off of you? You find freedom. And, and we often find that when we come to know God, there's, there's things that have been weighing us down. We, we may not even have known what those things were, but as, as we start to grow in our relationship with God, we're, we're letting go of things. We're just laying things down at the altar. We're finding freedom. And then it goes on, in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you to. And this is really powerful. See, God has put a calling on your life. He's got a purpose for your life. He's got a purpose for my life. And, and it wasn't until I realized, God, what is my purpose? How, how do I go and fulfill something I don't know what it is? Right? But, but God has a purpose for all of our lives, and that's what he wants us to discover. And then why do we discover the purpose? It's the, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. See, together we come together as a holy people to do something, to make a difference. Right? And, and, and as I see all these things, you, you may look at this and say, wow, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. I've seen that somewhere. Where have I seen that? That looks familiar to me. And if you're online, you don't have the benefit of doing this, but for those of you that are in here, look over there, right? It's, it's on the coffee swoosh. And I kind of look longingly at that coffee swoosh. Remember when we used to have coffee and pastries before service, right? Someday, I'm looking longingly at it. It, it looks pretty empty. We, we need to have coffee people back there again. Um, kind of bring your own coffee. Doesn't, it's not the same, right? But know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. This is the vision statement for Shiloh. That's why we've got it up on the wall. You know, and I used to think of making differences like it's arriving. You know, if I can do all these steps and then I can make, do all the steps and then I can make a difference, I've arrived. But it, it's really not arriving. You know, uh, you, you could think of it as a circle, right? If I know God, I find freedom, I make it, I discover purpose, make a difference, then I'm done. But Ash Samuel, one of our leaders here, as he was meditating on this, he said it's like a corkscrew in, the, in a cylinder. It just keeps going on and on and on. Like you know God at one level, you find freedom, you discover purpose, you make a difference, and then you keep going on. Like you, you know God deeper, and, and you find more freedom, and, and you discover more of your purpose. And, and it's just a continuum. It, it doesn't have a beginning and an end. So this question about how do we grow in our relationship with Jesus is a question that's always been near and dear because I want to start off 2021 with this idea and encourage all of you, how can you grow in your relationship with God? So I'd like us to watch a video interview I recorded this week. All right. Well, hi, Alan. Thanks so much for joining me today and agreeing to go live on video for the Shiloh Sunday service. Um, everyone, this is Alan Zimmerly. He's uh, now become a good friend. Um, 
he's actually a funny story. He started in my small group and then quit. Uh, tried to get him in a second time. <laughs> he never joined. Um, but anyway, we've, we've become uh, very good friends and been texting every day. So, Alan, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How, well, let's start off with this question. How long have you known the Lord? Well, I've known the Lord pretty much all my life. I was uh, blessed to be born to a mom who loved Jesus. In fact, uh, kind of lived her life on her knees, literally. And mm. she had that personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. So I was raised, raised as a Catholic through all the sacraments. Uh, so I've, I've known the Lord, or maybe a better way to put it is I knew of the Lord. Maybe that's a better way to put yeah, it. Yeah. When did it become personal for you? Not until I was in my 50s, believe it or not. Um, the, um, I, you know, I grew up my life going to Catholic church. I was kind of in and out of my relationship with God that way. Um, but in my fifties, um, I was saved. And, uh, when I became saved, everything changed for me, of course. Yeah. I got yeah. very much involved in my church, uh, did many more works, etc. So that's right. when it began to become personal. Okay. Okay. And, and how has it been in terms of getting into the word of God and, you know, just, growing up and even after you got saved, like, have you ever found um, life in reading the word of God? Yeah. Well, again, I grew up with a mom who was always in the Bible. We had a well-worn family Bible in our house, mm. but not worn by me. Um, <laughs> and uh, as uh, uh, even after I was saved, um, I would get into scripture for Bible studies. You know, I'd study James, studied Marcus, parts of groups, even studied Revelation. And yeah. I read the Bible, but it was a very surface kind of understanding of the Bible. Um, I read it when I needed to know something about the Bible, right, uh, right. but I read, it didn't really internalize it until just recently. All right. So what, what helped you make the change? What, what helped you start to internalize it? It was this guy by the name of Greg Vaccaro. What? I was listening to, <laughs> I was listening to him one day to his sermon online. And, and uh, you mentioned uh, during your sermon that you were doing the, the uh, Bible in a year. And uh, you mentioned Nikki Gumbel and specifically that particular approach to it. And it intrigued me because um, I, I'd be going through struggles in my life. And my wife, Joanne, would often say to me, you know, you need to get into the word. And I'd say, yeah, and I'd pick up the Bible and I'd, you know, read like if it was the 31st of the month, I'd read Psalm 31. Of course, that limits you to the first 31 Psalms in the Bible. Mm -hmm, you never get mm -hmm. beyond that. But I would, I would, it was just, just a surface thing that I would do. So I decided to give it a try. And I downloaded that app and uh, started to get into the Bible. And it was slow at first. It was actually a little bit of work to get started. But I began to get into a rhythm. And as I got into a rhythm, I began to really um, internalize and digest what I was reading, not just read the words and try to think of something to say about them, but to truly internalize them. And, and over time, what I began to find is that not? I, it wasn't just during that period of time that I was doing the readings that I would think about Scripture, but I was thinking about the Scripture all during the day. Cool. Yeah. God was on my mind all the time. Um, my whole um, when I would be in a situation, I would think about how Scripture applied to the situation. And the other thing that I found over time is that I was praising God for what He had done, and um, it, it really came about gradually. And it was the kind of a thing where. I began to realize I not only was I a, did I have a surface knowledge of scripture before, but I had a surface relationship with God too. And what this has done is it, it really has transformed me and, and allowed me to have a much more intimate relationship with our God and to, and to really, I think, be a much more effective Christian leader and evangelist for the word uh, as a result. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. That's really cool. So, Alan, when you started reading the word, um, I remember, you know, when you reached out to me and I said, hey, I, I try to personally get down to one takeaway, one set of verses, right. one thought, and, and let's start texting each other that takeaway. Has that yes. helped you at all trying to, to, to crystallize things down to a takeaway? Well, it's huge because um, you, you read it with a little different approach when you're looking for that takeaway. Uh, and oftentimes, by the way, there are multiple takeaways, which yeah. causes you to really kind of process it and think about what's the one that really means the most to me right here, right now. Um, so doing that and then um, uh, sharing that, um, that takeaway with you and writing about it and uh, citing the particular scripture also makes a huge difference. I think um, if I were just doing this on my own, I don't know if I would have been as successful. I think that having someone to do it with mm-hmm. makes a huge difference for two reasons. One is you you see things in scripture that I don't see. And I imagine I see things you don't see. Absolutely. So I think we, en- we enrich each other's experience that way. And, and the second thing is, quite frankly, I sometimes feel, uh, not sometimes, I feel an obligation to make sure I do it. <laughs> and there are going to be Your days. Your pastor's watching, we'll- right? <laughs> Exactly. Your pastor's watching or my wife is watching or my best friend is watching, whoever my accountability partner is. But there's this thing about uh, there are going to be days that you're really not going to be up for. You're going to be tired or something happened. And and uh, knowing you have to do it, it it really is a good thing. But more importantly, is when you do it, you feel better uh, as a result of it, too. Yeah, sure. All right. So lastly, Alan, what advice would you have for someone else that's considering maybe they've not read the Bible consistently or not read it really much at all? What advice would you give them? I would well, first of all, give it a try. Make the decision that you want to do it and find something, find an app that the app provides such a great framework and guide for you to go through the Bible. I think I can't imagine doing it without that. Secondly, the thing I would advise is uh, find a time and a place that works for you to do it. You need to get into a rhythm. Um, I, I finally found a time of day where I didn't have distractions. I could spend the time and, and really uh, internalize and digest what I was reading. And third, that what we just talked about, find someone to do it with. I think yeah. that really helps make it a much more enriching experience. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to doing the plan in 2021 with you, my friend. <laughs> I am too. In fact, I have to go off and do my devotional now. All right. Very good. Yeah, I already texted you. I'm waiting for your text back. <laughs> Amen. Right. Take care. Thanks, Greg. Well, I don't know if you know Alan or not. His, him and his wife, Joanne, have, have been coming to church here since, I guess, the latter part of, of 2019. But in all of 2020, they haven't been able to come because of the pandemic, and, and they're still not, not comfortable coming back yet. But um, thank you, Alan, if, if you're watching. I don't know if you're on this service or, or last service, but thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Um, you know, and, and, and I think as, as Alan talked about growing up and knowing God, he said it wasn't until he was in his 50s that he got saved. I don't know if you caught that or not. Um, you know, and, and one of the things, going to church doesn't, turn you into a Christian any more than sleeping in your garage overnight turns you into a car, right? I, I mean, it, it's wonderful that, that we come to church. It's wonderful that we can join online, but, but I want to make clear that we don't think coming to church is all we need to do. That, that doesn't get you a relationship with Jesus. It, it just encourages you in your faith. And, um, you know, something that, that Alan talked about is this verse in 2 Corinthians 5.15. It says, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they'll live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So the truth is this. 
Christ died for all of us. There's nothing that you have to qualify for or there's nothing that you you don't qualify for. He, He died for all of us. And it's not that we would live for ourselves anymore. See, when you become, when your relationship with God gets personal, now you're living for him. And, and that's why I mentioned before this knowing God is, is it's, it's coming to him and saying this prayer. I call it a sinner's prayer because I'm a sinner, right? But it's, it's saying this prayer that says, God, I, I know that Jesus died on the cross for me. And Lord, I want to receive that forgiveness. And, and now, Lord, I'm going to lay down my life and I want to live for you. I'm, going to, I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. That's that's what you sometimes don't learn going to church. And I, and I want to make sure that, that anyone coming to Shiloh understands this, that that's, that's how we start the personal relationship with Jesus. But Alan went on to say that, okay, while he's read the Bible in the past, it's, it's been more for informational. I'm going to study this book. I'm going to look at that. And, and something's changed as we've been texting for the last six or eight weeks as he's looking for a takeaway. It's changing who he is almost from the inside out. And so, so why is that? Why is the Word of God so powerful? And it says this in Revelations 19. Then I, I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. And his eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. So who is this? Who, who is this person that's riding the white horse? That is Jesus. And Jesus' name, one of his names is the Word of God. So as we get into the Word, John 1 tells us this in John 1.14. So the Word became human and made his home among us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So if there's no point no other point that you take away in this sermon besides this next one. I want you to key in, and, and I want you just to, to write, this, write this down if you're taking notes. We read the Bible to get to know Jesus, right? This is something I, I've missed for so many years where I've kind of read the Bible to, to, because it was the right thing to do, or I read the Bible because I knew it, it would help me in this way, or I needed to learn this or that. But reading the Bible helps you to get to know who Jesus is. That's the, that's the only reason to read the Bible. All the other reasons, all the head knowledge and whatnot, it doesn't do us anything unless it's changing who we are. And you see, there's no other book on earth that comes with the promise that the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you read it. Right? There's many things that are written about the Bible, many good things you could listen to or helps or aids or philosophers or what have you. But it's only the Word of God that comes with the promise that as you read it, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And, and that, frankly, is something that, that it's just it's transformed my life when I, when I started to read it to, to get to know Jesus versus read it to check a box. Now, I don't know if you receive the shallow news. Anybody doesn't receive the shallow news here today? Raise your hand if you don't get the shallow news. It's a weekly email. Or maybe if you're online and you're like, I don't know what the shallow news is. I don't get it. Here, here's the best way to get the shallow news. Go to shallowcommunity.church, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and then there's a spot that says subscribe to the, to the weekly email. That's the Shiloh News. And, and in, in this past week's uh, email, I, I made some confessions to you. So if you, if you didn't get it, if you didn't hear the confessions, I'll, I'll make them again publicly. So as a, as a Christian, I have multiple decades of being inconsistent in reading God's Word. Now, I'm not proud of that. And you may be looking at me going, and that guy's my pastor? Like, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. 
Well, yeah, that, that's something that, honestly, it's a true statement. Multiple decades of being inconsistent. So I've tried, and I failed, and I've tried, and I failed, and I've tried, and I failed. I felt the shame. I felt the condemnation. I felt the guilt. And it's, it's, not, it's not where I want any of us to be. Now, the good news is this. For more than a decade, I've been consistent in reading the Word. So, so what have I learned? Right? Part, of, part of the benefit at sometimes of, of listening to someone with a gray head is they've got a lot of years of experience and they've probably made some mistakes and they have some stories and, and they can give you some insight. And I'm going to get to some things that, that hopefully might, might help you. And, and my, my advice seems to be changing and morphing year after year because I'm always learning, I'm always growing. But I want to give you all a challenge this morning. Just like Ed challenged us, I, I want to give you a challenge as well. And it's, it's my 2021 Bible challenge. And that is that you would get to know Jesus by reading his word every day. And, and you might say, well, Greg, I'm in the word. I'm just not in it every day. No, I'm, I'm asking you to, to, to commit and make a challenge. You're going to get into the word every day. And, and why, why would I be so bold as to say seven days a week? Yes. And, and the only reason why I'm telling you that is, guys, I've tried the three-day-a-week plan. I've tried the five-day-a-week plan. I've tried, you know, I'm going to read it, except I'm just going to give myself one grace day. And, and all those things I've failed at. So, so that's why I'm giving you my advice. Like, I'm, my challenge is read it every day because when you do it every day, there isn't a day that you can kind of take the pass. There, there, there isn't a day that you would say, no, this day isn't important enough for me to get into God's Word. No, every day is important enough for us to be in, in the Word of God. So now that I've talked about the challenge, I want to give you just a few tips, uh, some things I've learned along the way. Pick a time and a place. You know, and, and I used to think for, for me, the best time has always been in an early morning. And you can see in Psalms, you know, early in the morning, David cried out. But frankly, I don't know, you, you might be a mom of young kids and you're like, I cannot wake up any earlier. Well, maybe nap time is a great time for you or, or, or maybe lunchtime or, or an afternoon break or before you go to bed. But, but whatever it is, when something's important in your life, you kind of work your calendar around it. It's in your calendar, and you know what that time is. Like, think about the last time you went to the dentist. Did you just happen to, to call up your dentist and say, hey, I'm in a neighborhood. Can I stop by for a cleaning? He'd be like, no way. That, <laughs> you can't just come. You've got to make an appointment. You have to come at your appointed time. And now you even wait in your car until they call you, right? You don't just get to walk in and, and sit in the waiting room. So, we understand this concept in life. When things are important, we, we make an appointment. And see, God wants to make an appointment with you. He wants to meet with you. The, the, the creator of the universe wants to meet with you daily. So that doesn't just happen, hey, I'm in the neighborhood, now's a good time, right? I mean, it can, don't get me wrong. Like, you can talk to him anytime during the day, and, and that's a wonderful thing to do. But there's something special that happens when we do pick a time and a place, because now it's important. It's in my calendar, and usually what's in our calendars, what? We, we fulfill, right? We, we, we know, okay, this is something I made a commitment to. I'm going to do it. So, so pick a time and a place. Have a plan. You know, many, many times that I've tried to read the Bible, I, I kind of thought, well, it's a book. I'm going to read it cover to cover. I'm going to start page one and, and go to page, you know, 365 or whatever that page is. It's more than that. But don't try to read it cover to cover. The Bible's not like any other book. You, you really need to have a, a way to read the Bible. You will get bogged down if you start in Genesis. By the time you get to Leviticus, you're going to give up. Why can I say that? Because I've been there, all right? It, 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 will, it will tie you down. So find a planet. I, I shared in the, the Shiloh News, the Bible app, and the plan I use that. That's not for everyone, 
right? I'm not saying that you need to read through the Bible in a year. You may find, I want to start in the Gospel of John, I want to read five minutes a day. So I'm not going for, for quantity, I'm going for quality. I'm just going to read as long as it takes me to read five minutes a day, and then, then you're never behind, because you're just going to pick up tomorrow where you left off from yesterday, or pick up today where you left off from yesterday. So, so that may be a, another way. It's not this Bible reading plan, but it's, it's just your own. But, but whatever you do, look for a takeaway, because this is what's changed and, and transformed my reading of the Word of God, that... I used to just read it to say, okay, I've gotten through X amount, and now I'm, I'm done, and, and I'd move on with my day. But, but since I started looking for a takeaway, and Alan's right, there's days where I fill up, see this, no, see this notebook I have? It's my journal, right? I got it at Staples for about 10 bucks. I can get refills on it, and I write my takeaways in here. And some mornings I'll have like three, four Maybe I'm struggling to find one. Maybe I have a dozen. I don't know. But a takeaway for me is just a verse that I write down the verse. All right, what is this verse saying to me? And now, God, how, how do I think I should apply this to my life? What would I do differently? That's what a takeaway is. So I look for those takeaways. I write them down, and, and now I, I text one to Alan every day. And I've got some other texting groups I'm in where I, I text one out every day. And see, that... You know, now that I know that Alan's looking for my, my text and he's looking, you know, he knows I'm looking for his, there is something that happens. And I, I wish I could text all of you every day. But you know what, that, that probably isn't physically possible. I wouldn't get much else done. But it doesn't have to be texting me. You could find a friend and you could connect with someone else to, to text. You just simply need to say, God, who should I, who should I invite into this? And, 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 and who, do I, who do I reach out to and, and ask? It, it could be a, a loved one could be someone in your small group. I, I don't know who it would be. You ask God who it should be. But I've got multiple people I do this with. And in fact, my wife and I, we're, we're reading the same plan. Now, we don't text our takeaway to each other, but we will find during the day, maybe we'll talk about it or at dinner time, we'll say, hey, do you remember what it said this morning in the reading about this? And, and it gets us into a great conversation around the Word of God and how Jesus becomes real in our lives. So find a partner uh, to, to share your takeaway with, I think would really help you out. So in closing, I just want to ask you this. If Jesus were on YouTube, would you watch him? Because the reality is this. Jesus is not on YouTube. But the Holy Spirit will bring him to light in such vivid color as you read his word. He'll be way better, he'll be way better reading the word than, than watching a YouTube channel. Right? So, so when you take time to read God's word, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. And that's, that's the beginning of your takeaway when you start to see that verse. So for me to know that you're taking this 2021 Bible challenge, I'm going to ask you to do something I've never done before. I'm going to ask all of you to email me. I would love to have more than 100, more than 200 emails in my inbox. And I promise you, I will read them all. I'll get back to you. But don't just email me and say, Greg, I'm taking the challenge. I, you know me. I'm a little more specific than that. I want to hear what's your time and place. Because then I know you, that you figured it out, right? What's your time and place? What's your plan? Where are you going to start reading? Do you have a Bible app plan? Or are you just going to start reading the Gospel of John? But what's your plan? I want to know that you're writing down a takeaway, and, and then I want to know who are you, you going to be sharing that takeaway with, right? So if, if you can email me that, I'd love to report back how many emails I've received, right? Or I'll report back, yeah, goose egg. No, I, I don't think that'll happen. Ed told me he's going to email me back. So I, I, know, I know at least I got one coming. But that's the, that's the 2021 Bible challenge that I'm giving you. And, and then next, I would say this. 
maybe you've come to church, you've been coming to Shiloh for, for weeks or months or years, or, or you've grown up going to church for years and years. You know, my heart's desire is this, not that you'd be coming to church, but that you'd have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and that will just transform your life like nothing else. There's so many people I know that like their heads are nodding. Like you've, you've probably experienced that, but if you haven't, I, I always want to be giving an opportunity, especially I don't know who joins online, and I know there's new people each week. If there's never been a time where you've prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let today be that day. So I'm going to close in prayer, and if you've never prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, just, just repeat after me, and then I'm going to pray for all of us as, as we close. So let's bow our heads. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I know I need to be saved and I, and I receive what you've done on the cross, that you, you lived a sinless life, you died on the cross, and then you rose from the dead for me to pay the price for my sin. So I receive that, and I, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior today, that I would not live for myself any longer, but that I'd live for you. And Father, I pray for each one here today that, that is listening to this 2021 Bible challenge and considering, Lord, what, what would they do with that and, and the other challenge that Pastor Ed gave them this morning about what's the one thing that they would need to do in their life to, to draw them closer to you. God, I, I pray and I submit these challenges to you now, Holy Spirit, that, that you would bring conviction, not condemnation, not guilt, but conviction to each one of us, Lord, that we would each take a step that, that gets us closer to you this year. So, Father, I pray your blessing over your people. Lord, I pray peace over each one. Lord, direction and and that spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, that we would get to know you better this year. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you so much for coming this morning. If, If you happen to pray that prayer and you've never prayed it before, I have a gift for you. This is for anyone here or if you're online. Um, it's a little book that just talks to you about how to live in Christ. That's the name of it, Living in Christ. So if you come see me afterwards or email me, and uh, I will send it to you. And oh, by the way, if you get a 2014 to 2016 Honda Accord, I got your air filter here. But, But thank you so much for coming. Happy New Year to all of you, and God bless. Have a great rest of your day.